0: From the PSIA, AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair and Member Spotlight today. We're focusing on member John Chapkowski. John, thanks so much for taking the time to join us.
1: Thanks for having me on here, George.
0: So, John, I was doing some research on you before we started talking, and There's all sorts of questions I have for you, but I'd really like to talk to you about your relationship with Wounded Warrior and kayaking. I mean, it's there in your email address, and I was like, it's see me kayak. Well, I want to see you kayak. What's that
1: all about? Well, um, coming out of uh, my undergrad at SUNY Plattsburgh with the Expeditionary Studies Program, um, we did a lot of backcountry travel, um, and I picked up uh, sea kayaking, which got me my start into coaching. And I was looking to do a bit more traveling myself and continue on. Because um, with my parents, um, they were both in the military growing up. So, you know, when I was looking to travel, I was also looking for a way to, uh, you know, kind of give back and make my travels around the around the world uh, just a little bit more meaningful. And so I fell in love with uh you know kind of the northeast of the American continent, and you know that kind of drew me into uh newfoundland and then uh, when I was looking for ways to give back, you know fundraising was a you know kind of an obvious option, and you know Wounded Warrior Project was just um an organization that had a goal that was you know really meaningful to You know, not just me, but the lifestyle that I grew up with and as well as a lot of my friends and also my parents.
0: So, John, what was it really about Wounded Warrior that that grabbed your attention?
1: What really grabbed my attention was that they went out with vets and got them actively involved. They were doing similar type events with getting them out um, climbing, with getting them out scuba diving. and and really getting the outdoors and active participation being um, a real large part of that because I had just come out of um, working with AmeriCorps at the time where I was doing traumatic brain injury rehabilitation. And with TBI being a big issue facing our vets and with me having taken our participants out canoeing, um, it just kind of was how my life was speaking to me at the time, between what I was doing with what was important to me and with where my expertise at the time um, was really focused on. So it was just kind of a... I'd like to think that I put it all together, but in retrospect, it kind of seemed like all the parts were always there, and this was just kind of a, a culmination of what was going on with my life at the time.
0: I'd like to explore the TBI a little bit more in just a moment obviously you really enjoy water sports, whether it's, uh, liquid or frozen. When did you get into snow sports?
1: Um, I was introduced to snow sports, uh, before I can actually remember around the age of three, it was always a, a part of what our parents did. Um, because through being involved in the military, we got, um, you know, these awesome travel vacations and travel deals, and our parents always took a time for us to go on a ski week every year. So, you know, that was just something that was consistent, whether we were in, when we were stationed in Germany, we went to a lot of resorts around Europe, and then we got stationed in Colorado, and there's some excellent skiing out there. And so skiing has really kind of been, uh, or skiing and snow sports in general, has been kind of the backbone of you know, what I viewed our family vacation and our family recreating being like.
0: Now, with all of your interests, when did you decide to really focus on snow sports and and becoming a member of PSIA and working in the industry?
1: Well, I got my start um, when I was doing uh, my undergrad. Um, I got certified as a uh, kayak instructor first. And that really kind of honed me in on, wow, I really like teaching and I like teaching outdoors. And then, you know, as I graduated and was looking for work, I started working as a, as a ski instructor. And then, you know, through our snow sports school, got introduced to PSA and just thought that it made sense if I was getting certified, you know, to be an instructor that, you know, PSA is, a, is a really good, is a really good track to go with that.
0: Now, John, I do want to step back now and just explore the TBI interest from you. Anything there specifically that made you interested in, in working with people with traumatic brain injury?
1: Well, a lot of it was just getting involved in you know more extensive coaching because a lot of times with you know, teaching um, people without TBIs. You know, we talk about skill progressions, but when you start working with that particular population, it really makes you break down your skill progressions a lot more, and really works with you a lot with um, with patience and really working it out. And you know, it also came to flourish in that unfortunately uh, my brother um, had a ski accident and you know is suffering from a from a TBI. So. It, you know, my experience and that really helped. Um, you know, relate it back to my to my personal life as well.
0: Now, John, what uh, area do you work at?
1: Um, currently, um, I'll be working at uh, spending my first season with uh, Mount Cato um, here in Mankato, Minnesota.
0: How did I not know that? I mean, Minnesota sounds like the ideal state for you, with all the lakes and lots of snow.
1: Yes, um, it it is very much a a playground for me um, with uh, all the snow, all the lakes. So it's a fun, you know, season-round area for me. And I'm just a winter lover in general, so I'm excited to see the leaves starting to turn and uh, getting ready for this uh, cold to come on to us.
0: So how do you maintain balance in your life? I mean, it sounds like you're extremely busy.
1: Well, I um you know I tend to try to keep it focused on uh kind of one or two activities at a time um you know especially when I was uh coming to school I was trying to find a school that had all the opportunities but that kept them far enough away that I could also kind of focus on school at the same time and uh, not be too worried about you know running down the street to all the rock climbing places and all of the you know all the lakes and the boundary waters so you know it it's tough at times but you know in the end you know you do so much and if you love what you do and it turns into work then it's just more opportunities to go out and play and enjoy your passions
0: and do you still teach year round uh, on the snow in the winter and kayaking in the summers
1: yes um i do teach uh you know year round um in the summer and in the winter with kayaking and skiing Um, I'm currently taking a a break from, you know, teaching at uh, universities and um, schools, you know, in the fall and the spring um, in order to uh, pursue uh, my education um, here in uh, Mankato.
0: And what are you studying?
1: Um, Currently, I'm studying, I'm doing my master's in experiential education.
0: And can you get into that a little bit for us? How would that apply to what... We as PSI AASI members do.
1: I'm realizing as I'm going through my studies that it's almost inherent in what we do. Because in a lot of the books, all the instructors are trying to find ways to spice up the classroom by getting students involved and find ways to phrase, you know, your math class in a real world problem, but. You know, here with uh, PSA and OSSI, you know, a lot of these problems are kind of self-defined from within the student because it's not a required education. So the student is seeking you for instruction, which means they have their own goals, which is back to PSA, OSSI's kind of student-centered learning model. And, you know, the problem is pretty self-explanatory in that they want to get to the bottom of the hill. And, you know, and the whole experience of getting them to actively engage in, in teaching and learning with the student is, you know, right there with you. Know, you have your students try it. You have your students do it. Because I haven't uh, heard of a ski school yet that uh, does a seven-hour lecture on the principles of skiing before they uh, let you loose on the slopes. So I'm finding it's uh, pretty inherently built into, you know, just the kind of work that we do.
0: And, John... Just curious, what do you feel is your strongest trait as an instructor? What do you bring that, that makes you very good at what you do?
1: I think I bring a lot of diversity to the table, um, being so involved in so many different outdoor pursuits and in different um, you know areas of my life that when a student comes to me with you know, their own unique experiences, I think I can, you know, do a very good job at relating what they already do and what they already know um, to the task at hand with uh, snow sport instruction.
0: And what's uh, something you feel that you could give us as members uh, that could help us be better teachers in this coming season?
1: You uh, you set your own expectations for the student. Um, whether you're thinking it consciously in your mind or whether your body language is setting it off. And if you have a very positive outlook and you see lots of possibilities within the student, then the student's going to pick up on that and be very positive and, you know, want to continue to improve. But if you kind of look at your student and think, oh, wow, they're not so good at this, then the student can pick up on that. And, you know, probably won't be so good at it. So just maintain a positive aspect and even though they might not be learning as quickly as others or in a different way from others, that they are taking something positive away from that and really just try to capitalize it on it for them.
0: And what's something that you are really working on and trying to improve in your own skiing riding this this season?
1: I'm uh, going for my level two Aussie this year, um, so that's very exciting for me. And in the process of training for it, I'm really trying to be less of a physical presence there with the students. Sometimes I like to get really involved and be really right there to support the students and be there to help them solve everything, but. I'm trying to take a step back and be more of a guide and let the student really work through the process a lot more on their own.
0: And In conclusion, any big plans or anything coming up? Any kayak trips uh, in the coming year?
1: Um, Currently, um, I'm working toward my uh, American Canoe Association uh, Level 3 coach that I uh, completed my training for last summer. So next summer, I'm hoping to uh, get my level three sea kayak as well as my level three whitewater um, kayaking certification. And, you know, I'm in a new area out here in Minnesota. I've already gone up to the boundary waters and I want to hike the Superior Hiking Trail. And there's just so many new opportunities here in this area with new mountains to ski that, you know, I think I'm just going to really focus on trying to explore my new backyard and have as much fun out here while I can.
0: Well, I wish you all the best. John chapkowski thanks so much for joining us on First Chair. Thanks again for having me, George. From the PSIA, AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.